written by the amazing Michelle Legrand. Yes, here we go. Lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. 
Live from the Amp Media Studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat in the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your host, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in toll-free 888-994-4995, Studio A, right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Brooklyn Cafe, to all our friends in New York. <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> How cold is it? 24. No. Yes. Really? That's what Diane told me. Mm. Well, you WGHT, come on down. No, 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 no. Stay right there. Why? Don't come down here. I have not seen any car carriers yet. Well, I've seen plenty. I'm sure they're here, because, oh, they're but I here. haven't seen them. You think? It takes me an hour to drive 10 minutes now. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. But up there, stay up there. Enjoy the cold. There is no better place in the entire planet in New York City, Rockefeller Center, at the ice skating ring underneath that huge tree that they bring every year. And then you leave, because it's a little cold, but that is the best place on the planet. Thanksgiving, Christmas, can you believe it's the day before Thanksgiving? Yeah. You can? I don't, time flies so fast. I'm telling you, we have not seen our guests today since last school year, and here we are already in the end of November. He was here last year, probably about a year ago already. You were here a year ago? No. It's got to be. I don't think so. We had Ted Hodgkinson's with us last year, and we've got Lindy Hardy joining us of Spirit of Giving, because you know what? Tis the season, they say. Spirit of Giving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It is, wow, the Wednesday before. A lot of things going on. I have to thank our crew, because we sort of put in an all-call, because a lot of the kids went home for the holiday break. So I put an all-call out for them to come in today to get us running to say hello to New York and New Jersey. I thought I saw... My, you're around here somewhere. He is. He's on the phone with his professor because you know. He's on a call with a professor. You made him come in? I told him, well, he only from 12 to 1230. He can walk in between the raindrops. You're tough. Well, there's lunch. Yeah, I'm sure that's a good bribe, but the poor kid. <laughs> there's lunch. Military said, is there a lot of food left over? We had a Friendsgiving here on Monday. No food for military. King Flem can stay uh, in his car. <laughs> <We> ha- <laughs> He's a Miami Dolphin fan anyway. We open the show with the music of J.C. Dreesen. Tune in tomorrow night for the J.C. Dreesen So at 7.30. Last night she did a special rendition for us of Cafe Night Train. J.C. is always, right? That was spectacular. Last <coughs> night's show, everybody was talking about it. Man, the lady can sing and she can act and she did us a big favor. Again, our hearts go out to her. It's all about, it's all about the gratitude this year and our guest today has a little story about the house and the name and everything else to go it's a big big name <coughs> deal that goes on with this place with we're the studio yep. entering what our third year fourth year oh. mm? four four years and we still don't got a sign we ain't never gonna get a sign we're gonna keep it the way it is it's all right it was meant to be the way it is you know the studio was empty for 21 years lindy When we found the space, our landlord was kind enough. He says, listen, I have to show it to you. It's been vacant for 21 years. He says, but because you're a friend of my daughter, I have to show it to you. And he showed it to us. And as they say, by the grace of God, here we are through the pandemic and everything else. 
getting to bring you all community resources and businesses and women empowerment and networking opportunities. And now we got music coming to you. And starting December 1st, our True Oldies affiliation is going to six stations instead of three. So WNN is now VCMG Live four FMs in AM and in HD, as well as New York, New Jersey, a whole lot of coverage. And TV is coming too, but I'm not gonna let that out of the bag just yet. Everyone ready for Thanksgiving? Ted and Lindy, you guys ready for Thanksgiving? So let's bring in our guest. We've got Ted Hodgkins of Roots and Wings. We have not seen Ted, it's gotta be a year. And I know there's a whole lot going on with schools and, and teachers and students needing after school help. And I'm excited that Lindy's here with the spirit of giving. So, Ted, tell us what's going on with Roots and Wings. Well, I'm, I'm really here to, uh, to introduce Lindy, and uh, we're a member of Spirit of Giving. But I will bring you up to date. We're, uh, we've got nine schools for the fall. We're helping 666 kids after school, first, wow. second, and third grades. And we've actually added some fourth and fifth graders because they really need the help before they get on to middle school. So this formula is still the same. You gotta be one or two grades below grade level, which is scary enough. And we offer them an opportunity to, um, to improve their skills after school. They have to wanna come. And um, we've, we get the teachers, the certified teachers in the school to, to teach them. And that's sort of the formula. One teacher for every 10 kids and they, Instead of having 24 in the classroom and disruption, they have a chance to learn, so. Are you finding that after the pandemic, I know all the studies show, not that we needed the studies at this point, but all the studies showed that the kids really declined in, in reading and sciences. Well, and here they, you are they, coming they in. They declined in so many, so many ways. First of all, they passed them along. Second of all, if, you know, the thought of being in front of a camera and doing your work with a, with a computer for six hours a day looking at your teacher is, you know, an impossible dream. It just, it just can't happen. And the, and, the, and the worst part is most kids, especially the youngest ones, they need to hug a friend. They need to touch a friend. They need to talk. Even if they don't say much, they just, they need that, that, that camaraderie, that feeling that they just lost. And then the school district really didn't know what to do, so they just passed them on during the pandemic. So you have kids that just literally, instead of having to pass the third grade reading test, didn't have to do anything. They just moved them up. So now you've got kids essentially probably in fifth grade, because school went back in last year, who went from third grade, skimmed through fourth, now they're in fifth grade getting ready for middle school. Their reading scores, for those that really needed it, need you now more than ever. Well, the, you, you know, the, the one there are two statistics that really just scare me. We're at 54% of the kids in third grade are passing the third grade reading test. So if you really stop to think about what's 54%, it's an F. It's not a C, it's not a D, it's, it's an, an F. F. It's only half the kids. So yeah, half the kids can't read. Wow. Half the kids can't read. And the other statistic is that if you take the median income, because a lot of people say to me, well, you know, I've taken care of my problem. My kid's at St. Andrews or my child someplace else. You know, I don't really need this problem. But over the course of a lifetime, if you take the median income of a person, if you take the, the past the third grade reading test, they will earn $300,000 more than the, median, than the median over a lifetime. 
And if they don't pass the third, third grade, just this is just third grade, they're 400,000 to the negative. Now, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out who's paying the 400,000, wow. whether they're incarcerated at $125,000 a year, or they, or they need to be on food stamps or other things because they, they can't read. What's the best job that you can have if you can't read? And then the system continues to feed itself negative because those kids are going to have kids. Correct. And they're going to grow up under the same. And, and it's just a vicious cycle. It doesn't, when it's broken, it's not only broken today, it's about broken about the future. And we should all be concerned about that, not just the ones that are being selected. Right. Well, and that's really what I worry about is we've, we've almost lost a generation yep. of people, Agreed. of kids. And, you know, it's just horrific what's going on. But yet there's only so much any one person can do. You do the best you can. But Roots and, and Wings comes in, for those that are just learning and listening to what Ted does, he has put together this incredible after-school program in nine schools nice that gosh. are underserved, Title I schools in our Palm Beach County area, that these teachers, they get paid to stay after school, to work with these kids, to increase their reading scores, to give them self-esteem building, everything that you need, because it's not just that you can't read, it's everything that comes along with unable to read, for the you bullying, know, the self-esteem, the feeling less than, the not equal to, and not getting out and having fun because you gotta repeat schooling. Well, not only that, but we were, uh, I, 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 I hasten to, to tell people, we were instrumental with Erica Whitfield in getting the pay of the teachers. The pay before this year was $25 an hour for a teacher to stay after school and teach the kids. $25 an hour is not enough for you to almost walk across the street after, after you've been spending seven hours or eight hours in the classroom. We got the, we got the pay raised to $37 an hour, which is at least a reasonable number. We then pay the school district because remember, we're in the school. So we don't have, the, we don't have to pay the janitor, we don't pay the light. So we pay $49 an hour for each teacher's hour that we work. It's over a half a million dollars that we're spending on this program. Wow. But it's so important that, you know, to, to save children's lives, really. But yeah. that's a lot of money. That's a tremendous give back to our community. Well, we've been lucky. I'm pretty good. I, I, I play that's the amazing. flute and I work my, my uh, rear off He's to like try to raise piper. that money. I play the Pied Piper. And this woman right next to me is, is the queen of the Pied Pipers because Spirit of Giving is an, a, a fabulous organization we belong to ever since the beginning, which has now almost 100 members. Is that correct? 97 members. 97 members that are all nonprofits within our community. And they do incredible things. And the, the reason that I'm here today to introduce her is because one of the programs they do is a toy drive for the kids that are in those 97 organizations. And they're trying to do 7,000 toys this year. Wow. Uh, it and is such a pleasure each to toy is not cheap. It's about 25 bucks. So if you do the math, you'll see that that's about $175,000. And, but each toy is $25. So it's, you know, it's like everything else in life. If you just talk about one toy at a time, if every person that watches this show could just do one Donate toy. Donate one toy. Just one toy, just $25. Everybody can make a difference. 
And that's the most important thing, I think, is to make a difference. And Lindy. now I'm going to shut up about her talk. <laughs> Tell us about the Spirit of Giving. So the Spirit of Giving was started about 20 years ago by Barbara Schmidt, who's a local philanthropist in our area. And she actually had a Christmas party at her home. And she asked her guests not to bring a hostess gift, but to bring a gift for a child in need. Well, she got 600 toys at this holiday party. Wow. So she reached out to the local nonprofits here in Boca Raton back then, and they, of course, they all needed toys because they all had children that they would dealt with during the course of the year, and they needed to give them holiday gifts. So they were thrilled to receive that from her. But she kept meeting with them and meeting with them and realizing that they really weren't talking to each other back then. The, collab the word collaboration really wasn't a thing 20 years ago, and I think maybe they were afraid that someone might steal a donor or, and so anyway, she kept meeting and they said, you know, it would be so effective for our community if we could network together and meet together and collaborate and we would be so much better for our community. So that's how the Spirit of Giving was born. So we are a collaborative nonprofit and we have 97 nonprofit members under our umbrella, all here in Palm Beach County. We have a few in Northern Broward, but it started originally in Southern Palm Beach County and we just keep creeping up North in the county because everybody wants to be together. We have monthly meetings every month and I bring in relevant trainers and speakers to the nonprofit world and other resources. And so we, it gives us a chance to be together and talk to each other and see how we can help each other. And it's a fabulous, so that makes me the happiest when we're meeting with our members. So we do four main signature programs a year. And the first one being the holiday gift drive. So our members are able to register their children and the children actually pick out a gift wish, a personal gift wish. They, um, we create a catalog from birth through 18 years old of gifts in about the $25 range. So it's a significant gift. It's not a dollar store gift. And so the kids look at this catalog and pick out what they want. And we create gift tags. And I have one here that I'm showing. And on the back, it has a little sticker. And it will have the child's name and age and gender, their gift wish. It will also have the agency that represents them. And then there's actually, we got very technological during COVID. There's a QR code that takes you right to Amazon for that gift. And then you can get shipped to our um, office or we have lots of public drop-off spots too. In Boca Raton, every single fire station is a public gift drop-off spot. So if you bought a gift, you could just take it to the fire station and there's a big box of ours there. So of our 97 members, probably about 63 of them have children that they've done this with. Some of our members don't deal with children and families. They have other nonprofit agencies. And um, we have 7,000 gift requests this year. It is our largest you, how ever. How many kids are you looking to help? 7,000. 7,000. 7,000. In our community. In our community. Holy cow. It's a whole lot of community. It's but it takes the whole community. It takes the village. So we have about 110 different collection sites, apartment buildings and offices and book groups and churches and schools. Um, we have uh, the PEB Enterprises was so thankfully they donated an empty office space for us, 6,200 square foot that we can have our toy warehouse where we can get all these toys delivered to, dropped off, sorted, and then distributed out of. Um, it just takes a village to do this. We need volunteers to help us. We need people to help bring the gifts in. We need people to collect gifts for us. We, it just takes the whole community to get this done. What, what a tremendous undertaking. First of all, you got 7,000 kids. And for people who think Boca Raton is this... Bougie. Bougie, good word. <laughs> bougie community where there are not people in need. Listen again to what Lindy says. 7,000. 7, just within our community. Yes. That we is should, unbelievable. We should call uh, 
our We should be a collection site. We should do a whole lot of things. Our camera lady and let her do the... Uh, the toy drive, the collection drive. Well, we'll pictures. be more than happy to do whatever we can do here. So we are still looking for people to collect gifts. We do have a deadline of Monday, December 6th for the deadline for gifts because wow. we have to bring them into our space, sort them, and then distribute them to all the individual um, agencies. We take cash donations because we can, we are buying gifts. I actually, where the Amazon man came right before I came over here and I said, hey, can you put all those boxes right in my car so I can take them to our toy warehouse? We, um, so we purchase a lot of the gifts, so we need cash to reimburse us for that. We need volunteers. It takes many hands to be able to unpack and, and figure out where the toy gifts are, if it's the right gift for the right child, and then get it into the pile for each agency. We need lots of volunteers. And then everything and, needs to get delivered to the correct agency labeled with the correct child. Yes, the agencies come to our toy warehouse to pick them up. That's why we need the deadline so early, because every agency does something different for their children. Lindy, this is this is not an undertaking. This is a, a mission, a message. This is tremendous. Ted, holy cow. Like I said. Wow, I cannot believe you talk so, about what the holiday season is all about. It's about the spirit of giving. It's about, it's about the, spirit the spirit of giving. Of giving. That is unbelievable. So there, this is such a great thing to see the kids' faces when they get these gifts. So some of the agencies give them out at schools, you know, as like from their teacher, they'll get them. Some of the agencies actually give them to the parents so that the kids will have something under their tree that day. You wow. know, it's everyone does it differently, but we are so thrilled to be able to create so many smiles. Do yeah, and website? we do it yeah. we do it at the at the schools so each one of our special classrooms after school right we get the, all the kids together at that particular school maybe 50 kids or 70 kids and we play Santa Claus we have their name and but the thing that's so beautiful about it is the child has picked the toy very personal and then they forget about it kind of they forget that they picked this toy right and then all of a sudden it shows up it's like you know, how many times did you, you, you unwrap something and you say, well, maybe that's not the greatest thing for me. This is something the child actually picked. Yeah. These yeah. are children here in our community. These are Boys and Girls Club of Boca. This is the Fuller Center children. These are, you know, local schools in our area. I mean, these are our community's children. This isn't Toys for Tots that make it shipped out of state or, you know, this is, these are our children and Supporting we, our, our community, community needs to help them. What is your website for people to get more information? www.spiritofgivingnetwork.com. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, can you stay for a little bit longer? We're to come the spirit of giving as we kick off this holiday season. It's nothing like kicking off the holiday season with doing some good work in our community, in your community, for the kids. I love the QR code too. Anyone can donate. Anyone can donate. Stay tuned, WGHT. Give us a call, 888-994-4995, and we'll be right back. Planning for the future should not be painful and needs to be discussed. From health, family, finances, allow qualified professionals to aid in your planning. Luhu Advisors have been serving South Florida for over 30 years. A licensed real estate broker, insurance agent, assisted living administrator, and certified senior advisor, Paul Solomon is the most qualified and well-rounded advisor for any task. Specializing in real estate, long-term care, life insurance and annuities, social security, government benefits, and senior housing. Luhu Advisors, let us help you. 
known for his Art Deco Cubist style and compositions with dancing saturated color, Ken Bieberman has lived and breathed art his whole life. From the early 80s, he's influenced the Art Deco district of Miami Beach. Featured in numerous restoration projects, hotels, galleries, and clubs, Bieberman creates for everyday folks and celebrity clientele. He's also the proprietor of Art Repro, a gicle and scanning company in Pompano Beach. When it comes to scanning high resolution, size is not an issue. Professionally scanning art up to 10 feet and 64 inches in width, Art Repro utilizes state-of-the-art equipment. On quality canvas or paper, archival ink and printing mediums are put to use. Art Repro ensures colors are true and every nuance of the art is captured, including the canvas weave. Perfection is the priority. Contact artist Ken Bieberman today at 954-547-0095 or visit his website www.artrepro.net. Being a successful woman in business means having the courage to own who you are. We understand the challenges faced by women and we are here to help. Our team is here to develop the best strategy designed just for you. Your path is unique and with the right tools you can accomplish your dream. From radio to TV, from podcasting to magazines, we create the visibility to amplify your impact in business. At New Dawn Media, we are here to help bring your message forward and help your business flourish. It is time for your message to be seen and your voice to be heard. Contact us at 866-224-5422 or brooklyncafe.tv. Your voice can make a difference. Le Sorel Restaurant. Home of the authentic Italian tradition, offers a large menu that consists of seafood, steak, homemade pasta, brick oven pizza, and homemade desserts including a wide wine selection. We also have the best bar in Boca Raton with delicious cocktails, homemade limoncello, cappuccino, Italian espresso, brandy, and other specialties, open every day with a lunch and dinner menu. For more information or to make a reservation, contact lesorellerestaurant.com or call 561-235-5301. Love the Brooklyn Cafe? Don't miss out on some of the latest merch we have available. Need a new shirt? The Brooklyn Cafe has you covered. We have a variety of shirts in all sizes, ranging from the classic cafe shirt to the highly coveted colorful hot dog shirt. Need something for cold weather? Why not grab one of our cafe hoodies? Or you can snuggle up with one of our soft silk touch fabric blankets. The Brooklyn Cafe has everything you need from clothing about the show to our signature coffee blends and mugs. Get it while supplies last. been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. 
And hello to all you beautiful people out there. I am scrunched in this tiny little box, as you can see. Um, but you know what this calls for? It calls for the good news of the day. And from our first story from the New York Times, uh, this past Monday, President Biden has pardoned his two turkeys for this Thanksgiving holiday. And the names of those turkeys are chocolate and chip. So as tasty as, it, as that sounds, these turkeys won't be eaten, thankfully. So remember, go vegan. Um, but they will live out their lives on the North Carolina State University's campus. So that's pretty nice to see. They get to live out their lives. Um, on to the next story from Good News Network. A Danish artist named Thomas Dambo has built a community of giant recycled wooden trolls in Western Australia. Um, for all you radio people, you can't see this out there, but if you go to the Facebook page of Brooklyn Cafe, you just got to take a look at this image because it's just absolutely outstanding what this person just created. Um, he quoted, for me, trolls represent the voice of nature. And you just got to look these images up because they, they're just absolutely amazing looking. Um, but if we go on to the next image, because we have a parade coming up tomorrow that is probably one of the most well-known parades of just throughout the nation. Um, but some fun facts for that parade from Bucket List events. Felix the Cat de debuted in 1927 as the first giant balloon. And once again, just, you got to look at this image because it's just a towering balloon of, of Felix the Cat. It's just a funny to see. And each year, it takes the parade studio team uh, a group of 50,000 plus hours of labor to make sure every detail is perfect for the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah. So imagine being a producer there. Nah, I'm good. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's just way too stressful for me. <laughs> um, over 30 skilled artists work on the parade every year, and it estimates that 50 million plus viewers tune in to NBC Network to watch the parade. Um, for all you New Yorkers out there, according to AccuWeather, it has a 9.5 out of 10 rating for the weather tomorrow. For It should be a beautiful Thanksgiving Day parade. It should be beautiful sunny weather out there. Even in your South Florida local community, it has a partly cloudy weather tomorrow for a beautiful Thanksgiving Day. And this has been your good news segment of the day. Remember, we always share the good news and never the bad. And now back to the show. I love that. He always says that ending, doesn't he? I got to tell you, one of the best things I think about Thanksgiving is the Macy's Day Parade. You know, I lived in New York 42 years and never went. And now I want to go because I'm not there. Do you remember the story? I don't remember who told us the story when they started Macy's as the store and it moved from, look, who was pa that? Pastor, Pastor Bill. Bill. They it's moved this story. story. Macy's started in, in one location and it wasn't successful. And then he moved it as a, another store to another location and, and another location. And finally, after failing like eight times, eight times on yeah. their location, moved it to where you all know Macy's is. And that all of those failures sometimes bring to the greatest gifts. It's, he did a lot of that parody stuff where people got together the chocolate um, Reese's. Yes. He talked about how two failed companies got together and they made it happen as well. But um, it just goes to show you persistence, persistence 
Roots and wings, persistence. Roots and wings, and now you look at the spirit of giving, putting 97 collaborative organizations and nonprofits in our community together to give back to the kids. That is truly the spirit of giving. And for people who are listening, you said we can do this online and virtually. From so, anywhere, right? From anywhere. So during COVID, we had to get very creative and pivot because we normally put these physical gift tags out in the community and no one was in the community. No one was in their office. They were all working remotely. So we created a portal and it's on our website. So you can actually go to our website, spiritofgivingnetwork.com. And under the holiday gift drive, there is a link and you can create your own gift card and you can say I want a girl I want a boy I want a two-year-old I want a 15 year old and you can pick the agency I want to give to Roots and Wings kids so you, and it'll pop up a gift tag it'll have all the names of the kids and the toys that they want and then you can pick which one you would like to um, buy and donate to them so you can certainly pick more than one I'm assuming. of course you can I remember when my kids were little for Hanukkah I would take one night of their Hanukkah and they knew this going in so instead of the eight nights of gifts they would get seven and one night would be to go to somebody else. So they would go to, we'd have to go pick out a tag, whether on a tree or at synagogue, and they would pick a, a kid that was on the giving tree and we would go shopping and we would go to Toys R Us back in the day, right, when it was there. And they picked out and they fulfilled these kids' wish lists and that was one of their nights of giving back. So I was thinking we should do that again here. Speaking of Toys R Us, Macy's actually has a Toys R Us store within their store now. And they Macy's gave us a $1,500 grant of gift cards. And we were able to go shopping at the Toys R Us in Macy's in Boca Raton at Town Center Mall. What is it on one of the, the wrong on floor? The, it's or? on the second floor. I think. What is that like floor. now? I mean, Toys R Us used to be just massive. So it's a big area. It's probably a, a quarter of that floor, but it's fun. It was very fun. So we got to go and we had wow. big carts and we knew we had all this money we could spend with the gift cards and we just started loading up the carts. And I think we got about a hundred toys out of that because there was, and they gave us the Black Friday specials too. So thank you, yeah, Macy's Boca Raton. $1,500. That's incredible. Yeah. Like I said, it takes a village to do this. Every little bit we can do, it helps. I mean, and we try to connect. For you. This is full time for me. And you also said you have another program that you do back to school. So in the summertime, well, let me talk about one other program first. Okay. So right at the same time, we are also the official charity of the Boca Raton Bowl, the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, which is held here at the FAU Stadium. So ESPN connected with us, and we are their official charity partner, and they help us throughout the whole season. And we, in turn... Um, they give us free tickets that they don't sell to the general to the general public, and so we are able to distribute free tickets to this national NCAA sanctioned football bowl game at, in Boca Raton to all of our nonprofits, to their clients, to their staff, to their volunteers, to schools, to veterans groups, to. Um, use sports teams and I have lots of vouchers at my office. And so if you're interested in going to the bowl game, I can get you a voucher to uh, redeem for a ticket the day of the game. I like to use that and put it on the radio, maybe come up with some way of tying this together so we could do something. That's right. Oh, you give a us a holiday idea. gift, we'll give you some tickets to go to see I the game. And so, that. yeah, we love the uh, roofclaim.com Book Rotombo. It's an amazing event to see. And some we're hoping with our nonprofit partners, some of these children and families will be able to go to a college campus and see a national bowl game and maybe inspire them to go further with their education. What does it feel like for you on a personal level to be able to do and give the gifts that you get to every day? It is the most fulfilling thing ever. Did you ever think 
when you were raising your kids that you would have this opportunity? So when I moved here and started having children here in Boca Raton, and I came from the D.C. area, um, and I worked there, but when I moved here, I was staying at home for a while, and I volunteered all over the community, and I loved that. I loved doing events, and this just kind of got me ready to get into this nonprofit world, and I love connecting with our other nonprofits and, and making an impact on this community. I love what our nonprofit, I'm so proud of all of our nonprofit members and what they're doing with the children or whoever they're serving, but I love connecting with them on a personal level. You know, in the nonprofit world, it's not an easy world. It always looks so glamorous and you're always giving back. It's truly a business. You have to you know, raise money. Ted knows you got to get the grants and you have to spend it the right way. You have to document it the right way because it's not just free money. It has to be allocated where it needs to be allocated. This is a lot of work for both of you. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you love it. And I know Ted, we've known Ted for years. It what does it feel like for you to be involved in this community during well, it's the holiday just, it, it, it's, it's inspiring when you can, especially, you know, you're a, you, you, have a, you have an idea you want to give back, you know. And my wife and I wanted to set this thing up. And when she passed away, that was the inspiration to, to go and begin this journey. But the journey meanders like everything else. You, you, you start because you start on a third grade level trying to help kids. And all of a sudden, somebody says, well, you know, if you started at first grade, and let me give you, I have a guy gave us $45,000 to do first grades in these nine schools this year. I mean, you know, you just never know when you turn, pe people say to me, well, why, why don't you ask for money? And I said, because I can never ask you to give more than what you would be giving otherwise, right? So I can give you the problem, I can give you this, the situation, like 7,000 toys that we need, right? And then it's up to you. Are you gonna be part of the solution or are you going to sit on your rear end and not do something? Because everyone can help a little. You know, whether it's opening a door and smiling at somebody, and we can all make a difference in this world, and we have to choose to do that. And it's not hard to do that. It just means we got to change our framework a little bit in the morning and be glad we got up, and, and we're living, and we're breathing. And once we do that, then we can say, well, what, can, what difference can I make? And you know, whether it's $5 for somebody or a smile for somebody or opening the door for somebody, we can all make a difference. And so for me, being part of an organization, one of the things that I always have felt since the very beginning is you have to collaborate with other people. And so the minute that I knew that there was this organization, it was the thing that I, I just had to do. I had to join it because it's great to talk to other people. You know, one of the things that when I first came down here, I you talk about figuring stuff out. We had to do the 990. You have to do a business plan. You have to, you have to follow the government's requirements, you know? Well, who, who knows how to do that? You don't know how to do that if you just follow your own stuff, you know? So anyway, it's so great to be part of an organization like, like Spirit of Giving. Well, and it's so great what you do, Ted, also. I mean, not to be not talked about while we're here on, on New York and New Jersey radio. Roots and Wings is something really that you and your wife developed at a time where you promised her you, you would move forward and you would help the kids in our community and it started with just one. You didn't suddenly have 666 kids. When, when <laughs> started with you, 30 kids. You had just won one the grade. Impact 100 award. You had won uh, like a $100,000 grant I believe it was. Right, We won that. We, we've been with um, well, we, we have so many different organizations now that help support us. 
And like you say, they give us a, a donation specific to doing something. So you have to honor that request, whether it's to a school. Jim Moran is very interested in one particular school, Orchard View. So they gave us two $50,000 gifts to expand our program. We have 150 kids at that school, first through fifth grade, learning how to read, learning how to be successful, learning how to feel better about themselves, you know? And you've tracked these kids now, I'm sure. You've done the studies and the research to track them from when they came to you to where they are now. Correct. What are you seeing when you look back and they come back to you and say, Ted, what Roots and Wings did, or they go back to their teachers in their schools and said, because well, of you, I... You know, it's, it's interesting because to me, it's always about, it isn't about the group, it's about one kid, one kid at a time, because that's how you measure things, you know? So we had a child, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try not to cry, but I'm gonna read this letter, because this is a woman who gave us, we, we, we delivered a bike to a child who had lost a bike in his transportation from New Jersey to here. And for two years, he didn't have a bike. And he became part of our reading program. And he gained enough score to merit getting a free bike that we got from Boca West Children's Foundation. We got 137 bikes. 20% of our kids had gained a year's worth of knowledge in half a year. And so this kid got this bike. So when we raised the curtain at uh, Hammock Point and this kid saw this bike that was his after two years, well, you can just imagine oh. what it meant to him. But so the mother wrote this letter to my board not, not to me, to my board, and said, I want to start by sharing my overwhelming gratitude for Project Uplift. This past few years have been especially challenging for the world with COVID, but some of the deepest impact has been with the children. My son started kindergarten in New Jersey in September of 19. At that time, COVID had not yet come along and school was in person. He was a happy, outgoing child, full of energy and excited to learn. Before the foundation was able to be put forth for reading, COVID hit. By early 2020, school quickly became a computer screen. All this was uncharted territory for the schools. The rest of his kindergarten education turned to 30 minutes a day on a Zoom call with his class. Wow. Any assignments were to be done independently at home. I did my best to keep him, to help him learn, even went as far as hiring a reading tutor independently at home. I did my best to help him. We eventually moved to, into first grade, a bet more hours of uh, learning, still in front of the screen. He felt further behind in reading, he fell further behind in reading, and it was reflective in his diminished confidence. Following that school year, we made a huge change. As a family, we relocated down to South Florida. The frustration of not being able to read and struggling with those skills transformed my happy child into an anxious and sad child. It was devastating as a parent to watch my child struggle emotionally. 
The 2021 school year began with him not reading at all. The school was incredible, and the teachers immediately provided additional resources. I started to see changes like reading signs on streets and buildings. By the end of winter break, there were small glimpses he was finding his way, catching up, learning. However, it wasn't until he accepted into your Project Uplift, where he was given two hours a day, three days a week, uh, focused into extra reading help that I saw him soar. He is reading every free moment he has. He loves his the investigations site series and fly guy. He is outgrowing books left and right and graduating to more complex storylines. But most of all, he is smiling. By giving the gift of reading, you open doors to him to unknown worlds. He has no limits to escape now. He only can explore. He is confident and so happy. He is even helping his younger sisters in kindergarten begin to read with the tools he learned. The program has been such an incredible gift to my family. I am beyond grateful for the support you have given to the community. I feel that reading unlocks the gateway to all dreams as a child. I can see that my son feels empowered and that energy is allowing him to not only be successful with reading, but also his other subjects. You have opened up imagination and ignited a love for learning that I thought had been lost. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Wow. Powerful stuff. That's why we do it. That's why we do it. That's why, you know, nothing better than the day before Thanksgiving to say to everyone, you know, this is why communities do what we do. And we live in such a fantastic community. You lose sight of how many kids and families are in need because everyone gets so caught up in their own world and their cars and their homes and keeping food on their table. You forget that somewhere out there, someone else needs a little hug, a book, a bike, a holiday gift and even just some hope even a Christmas tree can we donate money maybe Christmas trees or anything else or is it all all gifts no no we take a, we cannot we take donations also we like I mentioned we can let the spirit of giving elves do the shopping if you oh, don't I want to uh, buy it yeah our community is great we when the kids were little we go Christmas Eve to Dixie Landing Dixie Manor, sorry. Yeah, so that's uh, Boca Housing and Pearl City Cats. There are members also. <laughs> so they Dixie, Dixie Manor every Christmas Eve, and there would be Christmas, and the elves, and they would come out of the vans, and they would deliver gifts to every single person's door. And this is how I raise my kids about giving back and do what we have to do to support the community and seeing what other people live like. I gave a presentation to a Boca Chamber breakfast meeting um, earlier this year talking about to business owners, local business owners, about the need to be, to have a social impact. Our, our newer generations that are coming up, these, these um, you know, 20 year olds and 30 year olds, they wanna work for a company that has a social impact. They're not willing to work for a company just to make money. They wanna know what you're doing for your community. It's very different. It's amazing what you guys are all doing. And Ted, what you've done, the amount of children and, and lives you've touched. And the teachers, you give the teachers a chance also to really hone in on the kids that need that extra work and not have to single them out in the classroom. Right. Well, and then, then 
Cedar, hold your mic. Mike is rewarding the teachers mm -hmm. by surprise because we don't pick the teachers. We send out a survey and we go into the classrooms and go into the lunchroom and maybe into the dining. You know, one of the janitors gets a gets a surprise. It's last year we did a we did one to a janitor at uh, Plamosa. He was the only janitor there. They had not been able to hire another janitor, so he was working like two shifts because he wanted to make sure that the school was clean for the kids. You know, you, you just don't understand kind of sometimes what goes on in these places. But we do the best we can. And uh, like I said, the, the most important thing right now is to get toys to 7,000 kids. 7, That's the most kids. important. Can you believe? Sure, I can believe. 7,000. And one day, it'll be 700,000. You know, you don't know because you don't know. Creativity and, and the longevity and your pursuit of doing what you do, we all applaud what you've done because if you think about it, you took a step and all those that now come and take steps with you, it all started with that one step. So uh, we, I take off my hat to you because every kid should have a shot. You know, I'm about to become a granddad again. Again, four. Again, and my kids will, I guarantee you we'll want to get involved because they understand. We used to do it in New York. And that's why it's great to have New York on the line. You can do it from up there. You can contact them. You can call in. You know something? It's about gratitude this year. We've been saying that from the beginning. Call in. You'll feel better about yourself for doing it. And i got to tell you something. If we don't do it, we're all going to suffer this thing in the long run. Yeah. It's time we all do something positive. From New York, all my guys up in the Bronx, let's do this. You know, get a phone call. You don't know? Call me. I'll tell you what to call. And the social impact, you're right, is what you can teach your kids. If you are able and you have the extra $25 in your household to support another child, imagine the gift you're giving your children to teach them about giving back and giving to others also. It's the message is just tremendous. It's more than the dollar. It's about teaching community and giving back and ex extension, as you always say. You guys are both so amazing. Lindy, give out that website again. Spiritofgivingnetwork.com. And Ted? Roots, well, www.rootsandwingsinc.org. You had something else you were going to tell us. There's something else you were going to say before that? Well, the only, the only other thing is that she, she really needs to tell you about her back to school. I might See, have I'm, to come on for advocate. another one. <laughs> All right, give us, before we wrap up the one o'clock hour, give us a quick. I, we do a big, huge back to school PBC program in the summer. We take over an entire school and we have about 5,000 children come through our doors to get everything they need for the school year. Wow. They get to pick out their backpacks, their, all their school supplies, new shoes, new socks, uniform shirts, health um, assessments, physicals, food, everything. Wow. What you're doing is incredible. You know what the kids love? They want to feel like they're like everybody else. So they go in and they pick their back. I love that you do that. They pick their backpack. They pick their notebook. They, they're empowered to pick what they like. It's not just given to them. So you're giving them the full back-to-school opportunity, and they don't know any different because for them, this is where they get their supplies. Everyone wants a new backpack for school. That's incredible how you do what you do. Well, if you need volunteers... We got a lot of people in here that I'm sure we'd love to have. We'd love you. to come volunteer. <laughs> and your location, it's got to be right in the area. So our office is right here in Boca, but our toy warehouse is right at FAU Research Park. 
Close enough. Close enough. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Ted, for inviting me. Ted no, uh, and Lindy. You know, you're, I'm, I'm your, one of your biggest fans. <laughs> the spirit of giving roots and wings. It's always about giving back to our community. And check out what's going on in your local community. You can always find the website here and give a little bit back to both. To our crew and everyone, we're going to see you on the other side of this break. WGHT New York, New Jersey. Enjoy the parade. Happy Thanksgiving. And we'll see you all on the other side of this commercial break. Don't go away. When it comes to investigative services, you can't settle for inattentive or irresponsible services. PI Network of Florida is a firm that you can rely on for actionable insight or personal or professional matters. From surveillance and insurance claims to background checks and identity theft, the investigative services are expensive. With over 30 years experience and two decades of serving the community, PI Network of Florida is trustworthy and reliable. Call today at 786-768-4394. Trust your gut. Trust PI Network of Florida. Born in Marseille, France, Max Lazega creates whimsical and free-flowing interpretive art. His 40 years in the construction industry created the foundation for his craft. His unique work displays his view of the future with bold and playful combinations of materials and processes, but the methodology remains consistent. He fuses recycled materials and discarded building supplies into a fresh, well-executed approach. Lazega has lived in Miami, Florida most of his life, where he pursues his lifelong passion of creating industrial art. For more information, contact Max Lazega at artworkstudios.org or 786-326-8873. Meet Jay Harmon, one of the many artists held in the Brooklyn Cafe Gallery. Jay specializes in various different art styles, but his medium to work with is colored pencils. His unique style comes from being self-taught in years of practice. Jay pulls his inspiration from many outlets like people, television, celebrities, and many more. With multiple original pieces, Jay's art graces the gallery with over 40 plus works for viewing and for purchase. His many years of being an artist has given him a chance to partner with the Derwant brand, giving him the opportunity to try many different work styles and further his craft. Feel free to come down and visit the studio to view his work, or if you're interested in your own Jay Harmon original, he's open to commissions on his website, coloredpencilartist.com, or catch his show, The Colored Pencil Artist, on Amp Media Productions on YouTube and Facebook. See you soon. What would you do if you had a broken bone? You'd go to the doctor and use your insurance, right? What would you do if you had a serious problem with drugs and alcohol? Most people do nothing until it's too late. Your insurance can help you get clean and sober with the assistance of a place like the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Many times treatment is fully covered, so why not use your insurance to treat your addiction problem just like you would if you had a broken bone? And with the Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to take off time from work and your employer doesn't need to know the reason. So there are two good reasons. You've got insurance you can use for your addiction problem. And with the Family Medical Leave Act, it's completely confidential. Call us right now and save a life. Call 855-350-4504. That's 855-350-4504. Call 855-350-4504 now. Artist Rosie Sherman paints her passions to share with everyone. Expressing herself through bold and vibrant colors, 
Her suggestion and style are always in flux. Inspired by travels, nature, romance, and the human spirit, Rosie makes sure her depiction of women are strong and proud. Her landscapes illustrate the changing seasons in the diverse world that we live in. To find her artwork in the multiple medias you can purchase, visit rosiesherman.pixels.com. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, and we are back. Ah, special edition of the Night Train. Thank you so much for joining us. I am J.C. Driesen, and I'm here to spread the love of music and the memories that we have at this special time of year at Thanksgiving. We all have those special memories, right? Being with our families, that's what it's all about. So uh, sit back, let's reflect, right? As my musical idol would say, Barbara Streisand, let's reflect.
come back. The music of J.C. Driesen. Check that out tomorrow night again on the J.C. Driesen Show. 7 o'clock? 7 o'clock tomorrow night right here on Ant Media Productions and the J.C. Driesen Show. She's also going to be live Tuesday night at La Sorel, one of her sponsors of the show. And I have to tell you, the food at La Sorel. It's pretty good. Did you see? There was a little boy. There was a saw post on social media. A little boy went into an Italian restaurant and he wanted to order lasagna. And instead, he called it a vagina. And apparently, the mother wanted to thank the server for not laughing at this little boy when he ordered his lasagna and used the wrong name. So I don't know what they talk about in their house, but apparently, the mother was like a huge thank you. Imagine sitting down with Joey and him ordering the tape measure. No, I don't know what he's measuring, but it's like he's fishing over there. What is your favorite food for Thanksgiving? All of it. As a kid, what was your favorite? All of All it? All of it. Did your I mom have a specialty? My mother made enough food. Turkey, ham, pork, chicken. My mother went across the gamut. Because everybody had a wanting. For some reason, my mother felt obligated to give everybody what they want. Did you feed the whole building? Whole building. <laughs> your apartment? It was like an open door. <laughs> and it's funny because people that know me, they, they do things differently. I guess maybe things have changed. So you invite people to come over. So, you know, five people coming. Well, you were in an apartment building, right? So the doors are probably open. You knew everybody. You lived with all of these people. Even you even moved together to different buildings. It didn't matter because when the kids, when people started coming home from the Vietnam War, I think wow. it was 72, 73. So Sotolino would come and he had five of his guys from his unit. And my mother used to say, come on, everybody come in. So she used to cook for everybody. It wasn't. It wasn't how many. My father used to say, is Salty coming? Is Carlos coming? Is Coco coming? Is these guys the names? They had nicknames. And who they brought, it didn't matter. It just didn't matter. It was about feeding all who came through the door. It's about being together. Unbelievable. It was, uh, it was an unbelievable time. And I feel that now is that time when you yeah. want to give back. You want to say thank you. You want to say, you know, I live in gratitude because I never understood how important that word was until we just went through this thing with COVID and you got the Ukraine situation, you got all these hostilities all over the place, you got massive shootings. Sometimes you have to look up and say, God, you know, how much of a test are we supposed to take? It's just not easy. So. But I look around, I look at what the kids do, I look at the shows that they produce, I look at how hard they try to get it right. Mm -hmm. Um, even Alex this morning with the sounds and the he came in, he set up that board. He's brand new to doing this. He tried. This. Yep. You know, Braxton trying to get a sponsor for Cooking with Chaos. Uh, I was talking to Bailey this morning about being cognizant of the fact that you are now in the real deal. This is the major leagues, and we're about to take a leap. And you guys out there don't understand, but we're about to take a leap into the majors. We're going to be doing a lot more platforms. There's going to be a lot more tapings, a lot more live. A lot of things interacting at the same time. So here we go. What do you guys think about the spirit of giving? What do you think about the interview? Did you hear it? You oh, heard yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's not what you have to do, but it's kind of what you should do. Because it will not just help them. It will help you internally. And it will help your soul as well, too. So I'm thinking I want to figure out how we as a cafe, as a production house, can give back to as many of these kids in our community as possible. The volunteering is easy. We can always go help set yeah. up, organize, and do all of that. But think about how many kids 
are looking forward to that Christmas gift under the tree that they wouldn't get if people in our community didn't step up and give back to them. You know, we can, you know, we can always do something like um, something like, a to something like a toys for tots. Like we just like give give away like um, just give away like um unwanted toys, like unused toys. I don't think it's it's it was that, but I think it's just people have to go out and witness it to truly understand it um because i mean i've always had i've always had a spoiled christmas so i don't know how it is to not have anything um so i guess it's 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 going out there and just witnessing it with your own eyes and seeing the harsh truth of reality about giving back it's a different it's a different sense of the feel yeah absolutely opens up your eyes so I think I want to go online and see what gifts and see what we can do and give back to these kids. Like, I think in a way, children do deserve to be spoiled. Not in the sense of, like, um, doing everything as, everything as they wish. Just, like, in the sense of, like, give them something, give them something nice for the holidays. Like, Was there one toy when you were growing up as a kid that you remember that you really wanted for Christmas or Hanukkah that you said, oh, gosh, I really want this, and then you got it? And you were just um, thrilled and excited. I think so. When I when I was very when I was very young, me and my me and my little sister always loved like do you do you know what like little pet shops are? Sure. Uh, okay, they're like the little my my little pony little pet shops. They're like little tiny. Yeah. Somewhat like not really like ponies, more like just like little doll little like animal dolls that have like little magnets on, on the bottom of them. We used to be upset. Me and my sister used to be obsessed with those. And we would be we would beg our mom to like we would beg our mom like oh my god can we can we get this one this this play set and this play set and this play actually you know, I got a I got a better story um okay so we <laughs> actually I have a better example I have a better example um ne do you know what Neopets are okay they're they're little they're like a little like they're like little dolls and they're they're like um. It's like web, it's like a little web browser site for children, and and we and like at one point they had like McDonald's plushies, and we, me, and my sister, and my including my older brother, we were all three of us were obsessed, and we begged our mom for like, mom, can we get like six of those for Christmas? Like all three of us did, and you know what happened during Christmas? We did. We got like sixty of them, and and some of them I still have to this day. Josh, how about you? It's nothing like that, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think any of us had anything quite like that. 60 toys for Christmas, but... Um, 60 plushies. Just little ones. In second grade, I think it was, I got... It wasn't my first electric guitar, but it was, like, the essential guitar of rock and roll. Just the look of it. And I kind of, like, fell in love with just the culture and style of everything that came with that one guitar. Um, and I think with that, it brought me into music and it brought me into a more directional path of where I want to go and what I want to do. Is all things said, I'll check the car. I wonder, hmm? military, how about you? See if he comes out. He'll come out. He's coming up. Oh, and, uh, I think it was two years ago or a year ago. I just got, a, I got a football and opening up a football was the coolest thing ever because I've never gotten like a, 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 a something that i don't want to say simple but just something like that 
under a tree. I always got like clothes or something like that. And just getting a football is kind of cool. How about you? What was it? The is there a gift that stands out that you asked for for Christmas? Um, I don't remember any as like a kid. I can think of like a recent one. Maybe like four or five years ago. Uh, my birthday and Christmas are a couple days apart. So I asked my parents for like Dolphins tickets. And like not only they got me Dolphins tickets, but they got like club seats. Like the box seats that are like super expensive. It was like the wow. best birthday ever. When's your birthday? The 30th of December. Oh, that's coming up. Dolphins lost, but. <laughs> of course they did. Out. It's funny. I never asked for anything growing up because I knew that we couldn't get it. Um, we didn't have that kind of money. And I, I got a lot of clothes. I got that G.I. Joe. Remember they used to have the eye in the head that you could look through? Mm-hmm. He said, I got that one. Like the Bionic Man? Bionic Man, yeah. And then the G.I. Joe was the one with the Kung Fu grip. I'll never forget that. And then one year, I think it was in the fourth or fifth grade, I really did really well in school. And my parents felt so guilty that they went out and they asked Harry, my brother, and Juji, and they got me all the sports toys. You remember there was these games you used to play like table tennis and basketball? I had that one in basketball, football, baseball, talking football, all of these things. And I sat there in shock. I didn't know how to handle it because I never got that many toys like that. I got a lot of clothes. And we played it Christmas night all throughout the night. I was a kid all night till 6 o'clock in the morning. And I'll never forget that. And then after that, I started giving my toys away. What else is new? <laughs> I felt bad for those that didn't have. And I said, here, take it. Or here, bring it back. They never did. Um, it's just unbelievable. I got a football one time. And I got a plastic helmet. Dallas Cowboys. Mm. But it was plastic, and they told me, don't go playing with this tackle. And I did, and was busting my head open. I, I, I've asked for a helmet for the past four years of, like, an, like an authentic Eagles helmet because I wanted to wear that during the games for I can feel like I'm part of you the, should. Part of the put team. put a beer can in the parlor. Yeah. You should. You want an Eagles helmet? I want an Eagles helmet, yeah. It's funny. When everyone starts working here, they always ask their Santa or their parents. They always want a new camera. So I yeah. haven't heard of any of you guys asking anyone for a new or camera Or a new yet. laptop. Or a new laptop, a new camera. You know what? I, I, I need want a new oops. lens. I'll say that. Um, I think Canon, they make like, it's called a red something. I don't know, but it has a red ring around it. Mm-hmm. Those lenses are beautiful looking. You know what I want for Christmas? An internal har- external hard drive. An external hard drive. So Mayor, we're Mayor, asking. what do you want for Christmas? Or was there any Christmas gift as a kid that really stood out in your mind? I want to shout out Danny for giving me the mic when I just walked out. <laughs> He's so, like, huh, what? Um, what do I want for Christmas? A better paycheck. Um, <laughs> Times have changed. He doesn't want a football. <laughs> nice car that doesn't break down. Um, Didn't you just get this car? I did get a car. And it's broken down? No, it's, it's making some noises. Take it across the street. I'll see what I can do. But when you were a kid, was there one Christmas gift that you picked out and you said, I really want it, and you got it, and it was this, this amazing wow? Hmm. When I was a kid, my grandparents were mad at me because I didn't want anything. <laughs> so um, I really have to think. Uh, I guess there was a book that I really wanted when I was a kid, um, Lemon Thumps. It's like a fantasy book. I got it, and I read it. 
I guess I'm just a boring person when it comes to the Christmas stuff. That's not boring. I, I was the same way. I didn't no, want books are good gifts. I asked my parents if I could ride the subway in New York at the age of 12 alone like to go down the 3rd Avenue after school to start a job 4 to 8. I was 12 years old. And they said yes. I'll never forget Mr. Einhorn, the principal of the school, picked me out of 1,000, 10,000, whatever the number was, in the gym. He said, come up and see me. He got me this job. It was called Frank's Army and Navy, which is a well-known, Frank's Army and Navy in New York is well-known. I met the owner, his sons hired me, and I worked there all summer. I made my own money at 12 years of age. I used to take the train by myself, go down. My father used to pick me up on payday because Third Avenue was nothing to mess around with. <laughs> it was very dangerous. I met all the gangs. I did all the colors for the gangs, the Hells Angels, all of them. They taught me how to sew. They taught me how to sell sneakers. They taught me all this stuff about clothing and everything else. I was a born salesman, I had a sales book, and I bought my first dog, Nina, with my own At money. At 12, you bought Nina? Yes, I was 12, it cost me $600. I went to a place where they only breeded blue-eyed huskies, and I bought Nina. My money, I spent it. After that... Who walked Nina? My father. Who fed Nina? My mother. <laughs> <laughs> now, Nina's a husky that you've got in New York. She was a husky. And of all the things that I could have spent my money on, I spent it on You that. bought a dog. I bought a dog. But you love that dog. You love Nina. You talk about her all the time. But I'm going to tell you, I worked Wait. so hard, and I asked to have the opportunity to work. I mean, who does that? You know, you that want sneakers, you want shoes. Who does that? Mom, I just want to work. And I did it. Oh, that explains the one of the mugs. Yes, it's exactly. That explains oh. the mug. Freddie, you actually reminded me I do want something still and I've wanted it since I was like 14 and okay. it was or a dog a Siberian Husky <laughs> do you or an Alaskan Klikai which is like a smaller version of a it. smaller version wow. mm -hmm. check the back actually funny enough you know what else I want you know what else I want for Christmas my own pet like maybe like a get a turtle a goldfish turtles are fun have you guys ever given to a giving tree or taken a child's name off a tree in the mall yeah. and donated a toy I've never seen that Really? I want to say I did. I don't go to malls. I find them. Well, I don't know if they still have it now. Now everything is online, like we had Spirit of Giving today to do that. No, I don't. I don't remember seeing that. I've done the donating to like to the troops thing, where you get like a shoebox or something, you fill it full of like essential items. Oh, that's cool. Is there a a holiday drive for the troops? There has to be. There has to be. I, yeah, we participated in one. When I was younger, just like you give them a box full of something. So we always put like toothpaste or socks or something that they would need. You know, it's really funny when Freddie and Gio um, and Sarah went to school. Sarah went to Georgia, uh, University of Georgia, and Freddie went to wherever he went. Linda made care packages where you send off all of this stuff, food, cologne, deodorant, and they send it off. And I, didn't, I never heard of that before. I was laughing at it says, you made this up. But apparently it's a thing where you send off care packages. To who? To, to people. You call the school and there's a list and you just send these care packages. And they get it. And then you get a phone call, thank you, or you get a letter or something. Never heard of that until I came to Florida. Is social impact initiative important to you guys? Social impact? What's that mean? 
Yeah. Well, she was talking about it, like Josh said, about witnessing giving a gift to a child who's never had, of being part of a social impact initiative, of you know not just always having all your toys and your everything, but maybe not even just donating, but actually watching and being a part of the give. I think it, it's more impactful instead of just donating $10 to a random organization. It's more impactful just going, giving your time to those people. So you'd like to volunteer, not versus rather, giving again. I'd rather volunteer instead of giving them whatever. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we, we should take care of that as well. Well, it's interesting because um, I've been on both sides of this thing. Um, I told you the story when I was in McDonald's with Michelle and Freddie and Gio, and these parents came up to me and says, aren't you Coach Santori? And I said, yeah. And, they, and the kid was, was graduating from the University of Michigan football team. And he gave me two tickets. He says, I've been looking for you everywhere for a year. And here are two tickets. You are the reason my son is going to the University of Michigan and plays football. He had played for me. And I was, I was shocked. And Michelle was like, did you set this up? I says, no. I couldn't even remember who the kid was. That's, that's how far back it went. So sometimes you get involved in these things. Irving makes me laugh. Irving starts to cry when he sees some of the stories and some of the lives that you touch. Now, I wish I could do something in the reading aspect because that's long term. We did it with sports, try to keep them off the streets and get them physically ready. Hey, Freddie, um, who's Michelle? She lives in Boston. Who? That's my ex-wife. Oh. Um, and at the time, we had a lot of kids in the organization. Nothing as complicated as we just witnessed here as well. Um, but I got to tell you, it fills your heart when they come up to you and they say, hey, I'm a doctor. Hey, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a this. And you had something to do with that, even if it's just pointing them in the right direction. Imagine there's 7,000 kids in Boca Raton that need and want Christmas gifts. Well, we had talked about, ladies and gentlemen, we have a show that we're going to be putting on Monday nights called After Hours, which we've done in the past, but not like we're going to do now. And we talked about taking road trips. So one of the road trips I would like to do is going back to Toys R Us at Macy's. Because, you know, I'm a big kid at heart. Yes. I love Macy's. I mean, you'll see me play with the toys. You'll see me doing what. So I want to put that into part of Jingle Jam, which is going to be happening in December. There's more to come. Yeah. Got to give back. So I think it's time to continue to give back to the community as much as we can. Meyer, what are your plans for the weekend? What are you doing tomorrow? What's it? Yeah, what do you do for Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I am doing something now. My mom's coming back from Louisiana, so. Nice. You cooking? I already did that. I'm not doing that again. How was your Friendsgiving? It was really fun. They were, <laughs> um, it was my first time cooking like a roaster whole. So they were making fun of me the whole time, but they didn't get E. coli, so I won. How'd it go? Good? It was good. It tasted really good, too. Have you ever got, have you guys ever taken that thing you put outside, it's oil, and you roast the turkey? Deep fry it? Deep fry. You ever done that? Have mm -hmm. you ever seen that? I've seen it. Never deep fry a frozen turkey. The Why? police, the fire department showed a video. Did you pops. see this? The ice will pop. The freaking thing exploded. There was fire on the grass. It was all over the place. That Don't to do me. that. It happened to my arm. I you went put a frozen turkey? Frozen french fries in oil on a Don't skillet. Don't do that. Freddie, did you ever have like the whole pig whole growing up? A what? Like a whole pig? Like Papa, are you talking to a Puerto Rican? <laughs> <laughs> my gr my grandpa painful. picked one out and he seasoned it so great. It was like the best 
like pork I've ever had. I only had it once. I was a child and I had the blood bucket. Oh. And they missed. Freddy, and I was bucket? like Carrie. Remember the movie Don't Carrie? Ask me, like. <laughs> the I'm blood curious. is cap captured on the Thank pork on the through. pig because they make they make a delicacy with it. But we used they used to cut it, sling it, and then I used to be like this. Oh. Oh. Over the pit. And then they used to take it, they used to bury it, put the banana leaves on it. I'm going to tell you, bro, been there, done that. The Everyone out there, amazing. please go vegan and <laughs> save the animals. Go Poyotarian. It's just an experience. You know, I mean, I lived on a farm. And when you live on a farm, some of the animals get slaughtered. Chickens, rabbits, turkeys, Wait. all of it. All so of it. I'm guessing, I'm going to take a guess, the blood bucket is a bucket of bucket of blood bucket of blood guts nope, and like nope, all the unwanted nope, parts nope, of an nope. animal no no nope. they blood. just dry the blood out so that they can make uh blood pudding oh so they don't have anything else in the, you've had it josh you i'm like try you want to try it i'm feeling you right now i think they have it in some of the cuban um stores down here but you know they used to make it they use the intestines huh. and they clean it out and that description was tamer than i thought it'd be or maybe just desensitized Ever wonder where baby carrots come from? Did you see this story over the weekend? Actually, no. Yeah. Baby carrots. Where do they come from? They mommy know baby carrots. They're in, I'm guessing they're not carrot babies. <laughs> no, but a mommy baby, a mommy carrot and a daddy carrot did not have a baby carrot. Okay. But it started and didn't start too long ago. There was a farmer and he had half of his crop was unacceptable to be sold to market because they were ugly carrots. They didn't they're look the small. right way. Or they were broken or they had a bend in them and you couldn't sell them so we had to throw all of these carrots away people weren't eating raw carrots so his wife said and his wife the farmer of the carrots says i don't even like cooking carrots it takes so much time to peel them and cut them it's just not an easy food to cook with so he had this idea he took one of his bean machines that used to chop other things on the farm and he took the ugly carrots put them in this meat it peeled them and it cut them into tiny fragment pieces and oh. he started bagging them and sending them out the so baby carrot are, industry those are ugly carrots that are that have been, been cut up really oh, so I instead of throwing that. them away oh they found, he repurposed them and now the baby carrot industry it has boomed now people eat carrots they don't even cook with carrots raw carrots for a snack for babies it has totally boomed the carrot industry because they had to find something to do with all of this harvest that was going in the garbage. See that? One man's garbage is one man's treasure. Right? One of, and my, it favorite, wasn't even that long one of ago. my favorite snacks is having baby carrots and ranch and just dip it in there and just... Ooh, I like so broccoli good. and ranch because I hate he's a carrots. But like well, this, just getting the veggie trays. So imagine coming up with this great new idea and saying, let's try this. And as a carrot farmer, he now has a whole other invention that has skyrocketed, changed the entire industry of carrots. Who made the uh, Who made that thing that's in in Studio A? The uh, the checks with the oh, hey, that's Katie. Puppy Chow. Puppy Chow. Is that a name for it? Is that what it's known as? Puppy Chow. I'm guessing. I've never heard of that. I never heard of it called that Puppy Chow. That is the Chow. most delicious thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. That is pretty good. Chocolate it's peanut butter. Katie, if you're watching, great job. And it's in little bites. So I looked it up, and it's five of them is one point. Oh. Five squares. <laughs> Wait. What? So I didn't have five because of my sugar. But what an invention. But is that like a thing that people make this puppy chow I thing? I think so because Kaylee, I remember she nodded or something like just saying, yeah, it's a, it's a thing when Katie was talking about it, um, that she was going to create it for Friendsgiving. 
So it must be we a thing. We should bag it and sell it. Like the baby carrots. What's the but best? But I don't, I don't want to sell somebody's Ooh. product if it's already. You have an appetizer you like for Thanksgiving? Me? You. I like everything. One of me and my mom's favorite snacks is baby carrots and hummus. Yeah. You don't like hummus? Hummus is nasty. Chickpea. Like just, just hummus. What's the pea that Katie was eating yesterday? Chinese delicacy that, with the salty. Edamame. Edamame. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my mom loves that. You don't like edamame? Oh my mom loves it too. She loves edamame. I could eat ten thousand pounds of that stuff. Especially the spicy kind. It's too much no, work. Why? You just whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, it's easy. Favorite appetizer for Thanksgiving? You guys go right into the meal. Ooh. Um, I think my family usually makes like dip or something like buffalo chicken dip. Oh, that sounds, Ooh. Oh, that sounds delicious. Also, this thing called a cowboy stew. What is that? It's like uh, beans, hot dogs. It's like a bunch of like oh, soup yeah. type thing. It's oh, cool. I've heard dog? of that. It's that's two of the ingredients, but there's more stuff that goes into Find it. Find out what's in it. Maybe we should have a cookout one day. We I'll better. We should do an outside cookout. You dip chips holiday. in it and stuff. It's good, too. You better. Listen, yes. j Jingle Jam is coming. Everything's on the table. Everything. And it doesn't matter how crazy it is. We could do cookouts. We could do hot dogs. We could do marshmallows. There is no boundary because Jingle Jam is celebrating December that's going to bring in the new year. Well, Freddie, if you insist. Yeah, I mean, I'm insist. Holiday Christmas barbecue. Bark. Can you huh? do barbecue? Holiday Christmas barbecue. Bark. Yeah. Christmas bark? Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Bark. Bring in the it's meat! Bark. Bark. Christmas bark. What's that? The chocolate and the peppermint. It's like the drink you like, that hot cocoa with peppermint. Oh, I know. It's called Christmas crack. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Christmas crack, yeah. It's, it's like, like this special crack? dessert my mom We has. had Christmas crack. No, that was Passover crack. Oh, but Christmas Passover crack Christmas probably has chocolate a lot of crack. and peppermint Snow on it. crack. I don't think it has peppermint, but it has like caramel and stuff. Mm. We got it. All of it is on the table. Ooh, we you know what sounds a day if we can figure out how to do it. You know what be yummy? Like closer there. to Christmas, I'll bring it in. Pumpkin spice yeah. eggnog. Yeah. Pumpkin slice. Yeah. Okay. Pumpkin All spice eggnog. How'd you like the coquito? What's a coquito? Oh, that's good. What's a coquito? I have some here. Oh, really? Yeah, they brought it in. Oh, you weren't here, Flem, man. You were sick. <laughs> okay. We're going to have to have some leftovers before everyone There's leaves. Some for there. Ready? What's coquito a coquito? Huh? What's a coquito? It's like a coconut... Eggnog, wrong. Eggnog. You had some of it, I thought. Oh, yeah, I did. I liked you it. You had more than some. <laughs> oh, come on. I only had one glass. I made a tequila sunrise for somebody in the room who should remain nameless, and he was dancing on the table. <laughs> <gasps> oh, I want to see that. You were here. Is there footage? I was? No, I wouldn't do that. Oh. He kept taking footage of me. I don't understand, Mayor. He's taking footage. I, I, I couldn't you're even eating eat anything. It, you're eating it every like, single yeah. scene. That piece you put together, he's eating in every shot. And I, I came out of the no other shot. But <laughs> I, try, I try to get one of you talking to somebody, and then I believe somebody walked in front of the camera and just stood there. So I was like, well, I'm not going to make myself obvious. And just mid-bite. Yeah. So I decided to give him a tequila sunrise, and I made that tequila bigger than the sunrise, mm. if you know what I mean. Mm. And he says, what's in this? <laughs> A lot of things are in there. Who has it? You have pictures from it also? Um, Alex and I took video. He took pictures. I got to get the pictures from Alex so we can post some of those out also. Mm. Oh, I think I have one of you and Freddie like sitting, uh, standing next to each other. Because you asked me to take a picture. With Judy. Yeah, I okay. Think you had that, uh, we in there. we got to bring this kid in with the, with the, with the uh, propeller. What is that? The, the drone? Uh, with the drone. What's his name? Yeah, the guy with the curly hair that goes to FAU. Is that Bill? No. 
No, he comes in here every once in a while. He, he did it last year. He had the drone. We have a drone that flies in here. We got to tell him to bring it. I don't know. You know who got a drone? No. Geo. Of course he did. Of and he has the FAA regulation. He's filling out all this paperwork. And I say, why? He says, Dad, I work for NASA. I just can't fly a drone and get arrested. You got to get a license and take classes for it. Yep. He just took true? the class on yeah. Saturday. Uh, my buddy, he's, he wants to move down here and start a drone business. And there's a lot to it. But if you, know, you can do it. We can't it's do it because we're too close to the airport. Yeah, that's, that's special, one of the regulations. Special license. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my buddy wants to start his drone business, helping out like engineers do um, scout fielding, going out there because it's hard to walk all those miles. If you have a drone and fly through everything, it makes life so much easier for them to study um, the fields and all that. And now they're using drones in, more, in motion picture movies. They're using drones in everything. Yeah. But the technology is getting better and better because Jay was telling me some of the cameras. You heard that Amazon tried to do a couple of years ago drone delivery. Did you know what happened to the program? The drones kept flying out of the air. Boom. And all the packages were destroyed. <laughs> oh, man. So they stopped doing it. They want to bring it back for next year. I was wondering what happened with that. And you heard about Tesla, the unmanned car. The car All of the disasters. Tesla? That they had, and now they took it off the air. Oh, They're not you, selling them anymore because you know what, he's got to settle up on the lawsuits. You know, it'd be really cool to have like a like like a remote control, like some airplane or helicopter or something like that. It's called a drone. Do we already have? Uh, like, we got a drone. The computer system from planes are almost automatic. Oh, like a like a toy one. That'd be pretty cool. Right. Well, the problem with having they a computer those. run a plane. No, no, if. Remember that no, part? That I know what you mean. That I know it, I know it exists. And they kept crashing the plane. And they couldn't figure out, so they grounded all of them. They couldn't figure out the part that was damaged. And it was a computer chip. And they finally found it. I, I'm going to stay on the ground. I don't know. Just need everyone up. to have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Let's wrap this up. I think we got to go into some leftovers. What do you think? I think you're right. All leftover. Right. we got to give Coquito to the military man. We're going to give Coquito to the military man. Feed, We're going to. We need to, to feed the military man. Anything you guys are thankful for you want to share before we wrap up the day before Thanksgiving? Josh, you go first. I'm thankful, uh, well, I'm thankful for Led Zeppelin being around, creating <laughs> unbelievable music. Of course you uh, are. I'm thankful for who created, who, who wrote Kretcher and the Rye? Oh. Oh, my God. That's, you read the book recently? That's uh, going no, but it's my favorite book. Is it? Yeah, I can't remember Oh, J.D. Salinger. Thank you, J.D. Salinger, for writing uh, Catcher in the Rye. And I'm thankful for uh, my dog, Jack, as well, too. You should bring your dog here sometime. <laughs> Mayor? Mm. It's okay. I'll bring my dog, too. I'm thankful for Sappy. We're getting to work here before trying to go straight for the industry because that's, like, an almost impossible thing to do. So, yeah. Uh, I'm also thankful that I get to eat good chicken that doesn't have E. coli in it, so. Because <laughs> he cooked it. I cooked it. Yeah. <laughs> Bailey? I'm thankful for my friends and family. I'm thankful for, like, um, being here for so long. You, you guys have almost become, like, family to me. I'm thankful for the fill and bucket tool in Photoshop and the symmetry tool. <laughs> Those are lifesavers. <laughs> yeah. I'm, th I'm thankful for um, whoever created the command control Z mm -hmm. to undo mm. everything. Oh yeah. That's that's why digital art can top Slurring. everything. The one of the 
biggest benefits of digital art in general, oh, honestly. Yeah. Daniel, how about you? Dolphins. He's saying for the Dolphins. And who oh. will probably win the division. And the Eagles. Yeah, that was good. And how about you? And the Jets, because <laughs> they're changing quarterbacks. Me, I am thankful for all of the producers that aren't here, like Braxton and all the ones that have left as well, Alana, and uh, all the kids that have come through this whole program. I'm thankful. You know, I read Catcher in the Rye 47 years ago, and it still impacts me today, that book. Of all the stories and everything that I've learned throughout all the eight years or 15 years of doing this business, I'm thankful for you for giving me an opportunity to share this with everybody, to making it my life, not just a thing to do. So I'm thankful this year for all of it. So we're, we're so thankful for all of you that keep our numbers growing, that empower us to continue to share the stories and the good news, not the bad, that we get to do every day. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, everyone. Stay safe. Be kind to each other. Hug your family and friends. And we will see you Monday, 9 a.m. drive time. And don't be late. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show's over, the Broken Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the last from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring you more good cheer next time. You can follow The Brooklyn Cafe on Facebook at The Brooklyn Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. We'll see you next time. <laughs>